Good morning, everybody. Welcome to our service today. And welcome if you have joined us because this is a special service today. It's a service with a significant difference. It's our first meeting as a community after the passing of Hudson, the man who started it all, who 38 years ago heeded the call of God to step out and start a fresh work. Heaven has just received a mighty man of God. A man who worked tirelessly for the Saviour he so loved, right up until a few weeks ago, a faithful servant. Hudson's funeral is on Thursday at 1 o'clock, and he'll get a full and appropriate um, celebration of the life that he lived. But today as a family, we would like to focus on Thanksgiving to our wonderful God who touched this man and providing for him, for us, this man, and the enormous impact he's had on so many of our lives and, of course, across this nation as well. So we'll now spend some time in prayer and Thanksgiving, and then we'll carry on our meeting uh, and our service as we go, um, including Viv taking the, the worship this morning. Just, yeah, really on you for that, Viv. That's great. So... Just to begin all that, Bruce, can I ask you to just come and give us a reflection on Hutt? Thank you, Bruce. I, as I always do on my way here, drove past the house in Gloucester Street uh, in Silverstream that Hud built, and we had so many amazing times and amazing meetings. How many of you have participated in some of those meetings in the Rumpus Room in Gloucester Street? Yes, yeah, still, still quite a lot of us here. Just, just fantastic times. So, obviously, we always celebrate the passing of such a wonderful man of God going to his reward. But of course, we're all left behind, and uh, so there's a mix, always a mixed degree of celebration and sadness, but. I just want to share a little bit just to remind some of you and for those of you who didn't know about how we all came to be here. Um, This fellowship was founded by Hudson and Joan in September 1977 and building on their rich uh, inheritance with the Brethren Church, they experienced life in the Holy Spirit and began life in the Spirit seminars. And as a result of that, a small community of people um, met, began to meet together in Hudson's Rumpus Room. And I can remember sitting with Hud, in fact, we talked about this many times, about how this actually happened because he never considered himself to be a leader. And he was on his roof working. Um, and in a clear day in June 1977, there wasn't a breath of wind. It was calm, it was still. And a wind came and flattened him, knocked him down on his face. And he felt the Lord telling him to go downstairs and to read from uh, Luke 5, which I'm going to read for you now. All had got was the, the verse to read and wasn't quite sure what it was. So he went down and, and the verse says this. Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that the nets began to break. 
So the Holy Spirit spoke to Hud and said, I have a huge catch for you and you're to put down the nets and do that. And so that was the beginning of CFUH, of what we still have all these 38 years later. And out of this experience, the passion came upon Hud and Joan to really see the um, uh, the experience of God come to the lives of so many different people. And so having established the church, Hudson did two specific things. He was quite an evangelist, so if he came across anybody or had any interest, who showed any interest in chatting with them, he would go to their home and share the Lord with them. So one of his big passions was to share his heart with people and bring them to the Lord. His other major passion was to see all of us as part of the fellowship grow in Christ. And so he worked diligently, as Bruce said, right up till two weeks ago to make sure those things were happening. So, so many of us have uh, been richly endowed with tapes and books and CDs and DVDs and all sorts of different things. And in the modern age, uh, video clips, which can now be sent electronically, they were regularly coming. Uh, Some were general uh, for everyone to read. Some were, Bruce, you need to read this or you need to look at this. And so we all got a rich endowment of that flowing from Hudson. Again, I would have one probably from two weeks ago, which would sadly was going to be the last one that would come from HUD. So him, he was relentless in the pursuit of people. In the early days of this fellowship, HUD and Joan decided that every person would come through their home at least once for a Sunday lunch. Now, many of us got the invite many more times, but every Sunday lunch, a roast would be put on, and after the meeting, they would have a list of names of people who hadn't been there yet. And uh, their goal was that they would have everybody in the fellowship through to a Sunday lunch. Now, I think when we got up to the number of about 600, 700 people, they realized the task was getting a bit onerous. But for years and years and years, this is what they did, and this is what happened. And um, it was all part part of the foundations of what we enjoy today. Um, Another thing I want to share is HUD was fierce on the fact that no key leader of this fellowship was ever going to fall morally. And so as part of the leadership team, which I joined in 1981, we were put under a strict set of standards and rules of behaviour in relation to members of the opposite sex. And firstly, I want to say I still have those rules working in my life. They still safeguard us today. But here's the joy of this. Never in the 38 years of this fellowship have any key leaders ever fallen morally, uh, embezzled finance, anything like that. Phenomenal record. It's, if you don't know him, it's hard for anyone to know how fierce Hudson was on this and how we had to comply. And we thank God for it. There was the righteousness and the holiness of God being expressed through Hud and Joan and and it has maintained a degree of righteous living that's deeply invested in all of us today. We could go on, but we are just so deeply grateful to Hudson for his vision. And speaking today, my life just represents many thousands of people 
who both in New Zealand, both here today in New Zealand and across the world, who have been impacted by what HUD and Jones started all those years ago, but not only started, went after with great diligence and great sacrifice right up until now. And uh, so we have much to be thankful for. HUD's left a great legacy behind him that will continue for generations to come. My wife came to know the Lord through HUD, through this fellowship. I followed. My children have followed, and now their children are following. This is just one of the stories that so many of us can share with. So Hudson's life is a wonderful testimony to what one person, being obedient to God's call, can achieve. He's now gone on to his reward Our goal is to remain faithful to the work and the passion of Christ that he carried in his heart and is now celebrating. Thank you. God bless you. Can I ask you to stand and let's pray to God. Thank you for... Lord, we thank you for our precious brother. And Lord, but Lord, not just a brother, we thank you for the provision of him as leader, mentor, counsellor, passionate follower of you. Lord, in Psalm 116, 15 and 16, it says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. And then it says, O Lord, truly I am your servant, I am your servant, the son of your maidservant. You have freed me from my chains. Lord, these words are so appropriate for Hudson, for he was your servant, and the freedom you've provided through Jesus was deeply ingrained in him, and he constantly glorified the God who provided his salvation. Thank you, Lord, for his undimmed zeal for you, for you, God, and your ways. Thank you, Lord, that he was a faithful servant for at least 70 years, from running children's church and youth groups to sharing aspects of his truth until a few weeks ago at 88. Thank you for his obedience to you in stepping out and starting the work. Thank you for his care and interest in every single person you brought in these doors, Lord. Thank you for the legacy of faithfulness, for his unbridled passion and love for you, for his boldness, for his uncompromising commitment to you and your ways. Lord, your word speaks of letting your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Lord, we thank you for for the privilege of having a man amongst us who has done so many good deeds. Lord, we thank you for him. We glorify you for all that he has done. Yeah. So now I just uh, invite you to take a few seconds to just offer up your own prayer of thanksgiving to God for Hudson. Mm. Lord, we thank you for the life that we've so admired the example of someone continually pointing people to you, the way, the truth, and the life. And Lord, we rejoice in the sense that you rejoice as you receive him, and we thank you again. And the people of God said, 
Amen. Just before you sit down, Lord, we do lift before you Joan, Trevor, and Raywin. Raywin, uh, so yeah, uh, Viv and Paul, Colin and the wider family, Lord. We ask you for strength, energy, comfort, for all the resources they need in these days to come forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord.